Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Play together, they believe. Um, if there's Levert, it's cold. Levert, back in. Speed. Oh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Holiday, shot clock down to six. Finds one. Welcome to another edition of the Indie Cornrows Podcast. This is your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started today, if you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. We always want to hear from you and get your feedback. And of course, read us over Indie Cornrows. Caitlin wrote a great piece on Gogo Batase and the impact of not screening. It was uh, actually really good. I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to dive into it yet, but um, have heard good things. And of course, it's Caitlin writing, so you're going to enjoy it. Uh, joined by my esteemed colleague, Tom Lewis, after a not so esteemed Pacers game. Uh, Tom, how are you doing tonight? How was the field house? Oh, it was, it was uh, great. Well, we'll watch it. I think afternoon time is just hitting another three. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it was one of those nights for the Pacers at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, speaking of Anthony Simons, uh, nine of ten from three was nine of nine at one stretch. It's just, uh, I mean, they went 20 of 35 from three for the entire game, shot better from three than they shot from the floor. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> It we, this is going to be a very short podcast. We don't. This <laughs> yeah. is this is very. Uh, we don't want to dwell on this one. Whew. Yeah, this is a very much so a burn the tape one. I mean, what do you even take from this one? Like, I think yeah. it's not that the team was playing poorly. Like, I thought they played pretty well in the first half. There were a couple things that could be better that we can talk about. But I mean, ultimately, this is just Portland made everything. Yeah, and I mean. You know, we're hoping on the threes, but then when they weren't making them, I mean, it was like kind of like funnel ball with the size. Um, you know, they, they were able to kill the pitchers on the glass and it got out rebounded by 23. Uh, let up yeah, I mean, it, it was like that, that's um, uh, not a recipe for anything but disaster, and that's uh, that's pretty much how the game played out for the pitchers. I mean, um, and again, I, you know, I think we touched on it in the last pod leading up to this, but it was like, you know, Blazers are really struggling, having lost their, you know, last five, and and uh, I mean, they're healthy, <laughs> you know. Um, they just had gone through a rough stretch of the schedule and just not gotten wins. Um, and obviously, the Pacers have been beating some very lower-tier teams, and it was just uh, a night where, you know, and wasn't going to lose tonight, and, and my God, they they felt little resistance from the Pacers, unfortunately. Yeah, and well, it's I don't know, it's really hard to um to get on the team for this one. Obviously, you don't want to see anybody get down by thirty, but it was yeah. just they were giving everything that they could. I mean, and that sounds yeah. reductive, but like, I mean, they're having to send four guys to the glass at some points because Yusuf Nurkic. I mean, Ennis Cantor is probably the best offensive rebounder in the NBA. Um, I think metrics would back that up as well as just watching. Um, Yusuf Nurkic is, I mean, outweighs anybody on the Pacers in the that was playable tonight by like 45 or 50 pounds. Is seven feet tall. Uh, I mean, there's just it, it comes to a point where you can't really do anything about that. I mean, O'Shea Brissett, I thought played pretty well tonight defensively as well as you can. Um, Jakar was a rough game for Jakar, but at the same time, it's like I mean. 
you're asking him to guard Yusuf Nurkic. And yeah. he's, well, I think Jakar's 6'7", 220 on a good day. And it's just, it's hard to gauge, okay, well, is it a good game? I mean, I, I don't know. That was, so was there anything <laughs> I mean, like, there were, you know, there were possessions where, you know, I mean, Doug McDermott and Justin Holliday were grabbing those guys and just getting pounded until the ball eventually went into the hoop. I mean, it was, you know, they were literally, you know, outsized uh, as a factor. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like the Pacers came out and started, played really good first quarter and a half. But it was like they were going to have to score 150 to have a chance. They were going to literally have to just keep pace. Um, and with that size, you know, it just – they left, you know, Brodman couldn't play 48 minutes. And, and you know, Levert, those guys who were kind of getting going there, you know, I mean, they couldn't play all 48. And they couldn't maintain, um, you know, that, that the physical – side of the game on on the defensive end that whole time you just kind of knew it was gonna it was gonna fade but my god with, with the when you throw in the three pointers that 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 Portland was thrown in um just easy all night you know it, it was a boat race yeah and yeah it's it's a turn the page night for sure <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um i mean i mean i guess another thing i would take away too uh, Malcolm, I think it is, it was either his first or second off the dribble three. I don't have it noted. Um, I just haven't noted that he, he hit it. Um, but then everything else he missed. He was one of seven from three tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams continue to go under screens against him, and it gave him problems tonight. He'd been better recently, but uh, just in terms of the way everything's working out, you can tell him uh, really misses the having having Sabonis as a screener, even just having Miles. Like um, That's the only thing about O'Shea right now, and not really much of a screener. Mm-hmm. But again, like he's – He's really, I mean, he's probably played small forward most of his, most of his life and transitioned to being a four more in the NBA. So oh, yeah. you're asking a lot. I, I don't know. It's just, it's uh, it was a lot of iso ball um, because nobody could get anything going. A lot of late late clock iso uh, as the game went on, and uh, I I don't know. Like I know I keep saying I don't know, but I just <laughs> can you take anything like necessarily other than we'll talk about O'Shea in a minute because he had a really good game um but i mean can you take anything really analytical away from this or just, like you said just kind of throw it away Nah, you know i mean i guess it it obviously diminishes you know these last three wins and i mean there was something i you know in our last pod um after we were done i kind of thought of and, and didn't mention but after seeing the kind of funnel ball Portland was playing this one, you know, in that Orlando game early in the third quarter, they, they had a lob to uh, Mobamba for an easy bucket. And I was like, why aren't they doing this every time on the floor? You know, it was like, I, you know, obviously Orlando's in a different spot and, and God knows what they were doing out there. But, um, you know, the Pacers are really just at such a disadvantage right now with all their bigs out uh, that, um, is rough, rough to see. And, um, you know, it wasn't even really fun watching that <laughs> extended garbage time lineup. No, you know, um, that was like almost worse than a all-star game. <laughs> that was going back and forth. So, um, yeah, it, it's hard to take something. I, I guess maybe the highlight was, uh, Nate Bjorken pregame saying that, Sabonis was actually doing a little bit of work and, and 
you know, indicating maybe he was the closest of the guys to come back, speaking of Brogdon, <laughs> missing his big man. Um, but other than that, yeah, it, it's um, it, it was rough. I mean, you can just see it sliding away. And, and I think that um, once they got buried, it, it was just rough for any of those, um, you know, main rotation players to, uh, you know, keep it positive out there at all it was just it was just a drubbing in every sense of the word yeah yeah definitely I I agree um it it, I I I can't really add anything else to that what I do want to talk about though uh and I think what we're going to talk about most extensively is O'Shea Brissett just uh man he was the only guy who I mean Karis had a fine game tonight um but I mean O'Shea's stat line it's not even just a stat line. Like he did, he popped multiple times. He was really good tonight. 18 points, 10 boards, seven combined steals and blocks. Um, I mean, we've, we've yeah. already talked pretty in depth about how well he's been playing, but overall, I mean, just what he's done so far since coming in, like it, this, this was tremendous tonight. He gave you like pretty much anything that he could. Um, what's interesting to me is like, he wasn't even a guy who was averaging a block per game in college. And he's been averaging over a block per game with the Pacers really showing uh weak side rim protection. Like I remember talking to one of my friends who covers the Raptors at the beginning of the year um, about O'Shea. Uh, Cause I, I didn't remember a whole ton about him. I didn't, I, I choose not to watch Syracuse because I'm a good person. <laughs> um, and, you know, he was like, you know, he, I asked, I was like, Oh, is O'Shea kind of a shot blocker? Like, can you do any weak side stuff? Like, no, not really. And um, I trust them, but this is like, I mean, this development has been huge because he's like the one guy on the roster who can do it. Yeah. I mean, he's turned into that. um, I mean, turned into, I mean, he is (laughs) since he showed up and, and has been given the opportunity. He's, you know, just that Swiss army uh, big man. Honestly, I mean, he's not turning down any assignments and and um, giving everything he has. Obviously, and and you're right that the just balls to the wall go. Hey, balls going up. I'm going up to try and block it and um, just hunting plays. That's the thing I love is is you know guys, um, you know ballers that you see um, who aren't necessarily all-star guys, but who are, are really guys who are guys who are on winning teams. Um, they hunt plays at, at either end. Um, the really good ones can do it at either end. Some guys can hunt plays offensively. Some guys can do it defensively. He can certainly um, do it defensively. And, you know, you know, it hasn't been ideal for him, but he's been thrust into a situation and he's able to do it <laughs> against – you know, a variety of different matchups defensively. And um, so that was, that was real, real, uh, real good to see that just, you know, he's becoming a consistent guy you're, you're relying on it now. It's not even shocking almost. And, and uh, that's, the, that's the beauty of it and the opportunity he's been getting. And, you know, again, and, and Ed Sumner also, he had some crazy hustle plays today um, that just, continue to be eye-popping when you when you see him you know being on the ground digging a ball out and then sprinting the other end ahead of everybody because he can do that um those guys continue to be um you know keep the effort meter 
pins for the Pacers, uh, regardless of whether they're outmanned or not. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, what did you think of Ed's play tonight? Because he had he had kind of a rough game. Part of that was, I mean, Damian Lillard was fantastic tonight, yeah. even though the stats weren't anything crazy. Uh, he was easily the best player in the game without you know having to even think twice about it, which isn't surprising. But point yep. being, I mean that 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 mattered a lot tonight. Yeah, and I, you know I I kind of like seeing Ed being in in this type of game where he's um, pushed into that situation where he's like, mm-hmm. well, you know. You're going against one of the best in the league, um, and it, and this is you know whatever success you may have been feeling or having. There's there's another level you got to raise to. Um, but I you know I appreciate his effort as always, um, and you know that it isn't going to be he you know he's he obviously isn't on Dame's level, um, but I I think this type of game will, will be something that he can grow from. Um, you know, hopefully that that's the case, you know, um, you take the good with the bad, but um, this is his, his opportunity here, you know, to really let his career go forward here. He's really gotten the opportunity this year um, with the way things have been rolling out. And, um, you know, ideally he's going to be, he's not going to be a lead guard um, on this team you know, ideally he'd be a guy that's coming off the bench and, and being a key uh, player in the rotation. Um, but, you know, right now he, he's got a little bit bigger role and, and you know, bumping his head <laughs> into the wall against against Dan Lillard, uh, hopefully it'll be something that um, is a positive um, down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And, um you know, he has to have games like this. And I think it's it, maybe I did this to him by, you know, going off in that tirade I did last thing, you know, uh, last pod saying, you know, just be careful with your expectations for Ed. Right, right. I, yeah, I brought exactly. this on. I did not mean to precipitate this, <laughs> but this is why I wanted to have that conversation. He's still growing. He's still, exactly. you know, right. inter- he is 25. But like we mentioned, I mean, he, this was his 103rd NBA game. Like it, right. it, it takes time, you know. Um, but he is looking promising. Like I think he had some nice possessions, but he clearly was in over his head a few times trying to guard Dame. Um, but it was good, good moments for him. You know, he, he guarded the hell out of Steph Curry earlier in the year. He, he kind of earned a, a knock against, against Damian Lillard. So, uh, it was, it was kind of funny too. Damian Lillard and Malcolm, I don't think that there's any like bad blood there or anything, but, uh, I mean, Quinn noted it on the, um, on the, on the broadcast, but they were going at it for, uh, that, that entire yeah, it was second a little quarter. Early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you know, that's you gotta love it. I mean, I think that's how, uh, you know, I, I feel like that's how Lillard played. I mean, that's his, that's how he gets into his zone. Um, it's kind of regardless of who he's playing, he's gonna be like that. And, uh, and you know, I, I obviously Brogdon's not gonna back down at all. So, mm. um, that was it's good to see those guys going out and, and, uh, that you know, that's that's what we love the NBA. Those, those mono mono moments, and uh, it was it was good, but yeah, a uh, little Dan Lillard is you know Dan Lillard, and yeah, you know, this may have got him got that team righted a little bit, I would think yeah, um, after the, the struggles because they were playing so well earlier in the year um, that um, you know maybe, maybe now they get over this lull and, and be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I'm uh, I'm hopeful. I really like watching that team play. Um, not, mm-hmm. not tonight because that was that game was <laughs> no offense to, to either team. That was just a boring game after about 20 yeah. minutes. So, um, though, okay. So, last two things I want to hit on, unless you have anything else you want to bring up too. Um, how do you feel like in terms of confidence about O'Shea and Ed shots? Um, because they've both been, I mean, O'Shea, obviously smaller sample size, um, shooting over 40% with the team, um, Ed around there as well, which is not something I would have guessed at all coming into this year. Uh, how confident are you in their shots moving forward? Cause that's something that I think, um, you know, they've been on really good heaters right now, both of them from three O'Shea has been taking a lot more than Ed. Like I think O'Shea's taken as many in the last four games as Ed has in like the last 10 um it, it's got to be close to that but uh I mean I, I think that really hinges a lot of what they're going to be able to do in the rotation moving forward maybe I'm overweighing that a little bit but um I mean like if 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 O'Shea's shooting you know 33 percent from three that makes a much bigger difference than him shooting like this and that's yeah. not me trying to be pessimistic but he hit like two threes in the NBA last year he's not <laughs> much of a shooter at Syracuse um, I don't, I, the, I've been trying to pull up the G league numbers and the G league stats website to anybody who knows the G league stats website is atrocious and it won't load for me right now. Um, but I know he was able, he, he did actually have a pretty solid shooting year in the G league this year, but yeah. uh, point being, I mean, how are you feeling in terms of confidence in their shot? I'm not necessarily, I don't know if you're a shot doctor, I think probably more than I am, but. Well, I mean, I feel, I, I guess between the two, I, I guess I feel more confident when I see a Sherry pulling up. Um, I feel like Ed, um, I feel better when he's like got that space and gets everything set and, and fires it um, as opposed to being a little more in the flow of a game where you're just catch and shoot, boom. Um, I, I feel better with, with O'Shea. But um, I actually was thinking about this earlier today, just that the, the way he's been getting that shot and developing it, um, you know, it's not unprecedented for a guy like that to develop a role, um, almost a, uh, a P.J. Tucker type role, although he's got better size, you know, than P.J. Tucker. But it's like if you can, you know, not be a volume three-point shooter, but, uh, you know, consistent, like you say, high 30s, around 40 shooter that if you're left open, you're going to make a team pay. And you're playing the D like we've been saying and, and, and doing all that dirty work stuff. Ooh, that's a valuable, that's a valuable thing. So um, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, kind of projecting your best case scenario here um, for him, but um, I'm hopeful that, um, that he can uh, work that out. And that, uh, um, Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mark. I just, I just turned the corner and there's a bunch of cop cars blocking the road. And I was like, whoa. Hey, you should. <laughs> uh, that, hey, that'll get our ratings up. You know, Tom yeah. gets arrested in the middle of uh, in the middle of the Indy Cornrows pod. That would be exciting. Um, no, I mean, what is like just going off that as well? I mean, it was exciting, too, because O'Shea attacked a closeout tonight. And that was one of the first times that he's done that. And he looked pretty comfortable doing it. He did not finish the basket, but. Um, it's the small things like that, because that's part of the reason, like when I, when O'Shea originally came in, I was like, okay, well, Jakar probably plays over him. Um, and luckily he's 
shot really well in his run here because otherwise I think that would be happening in some regards like he does I think he's a little bit quicker on the perimeter he plays more like a perimeter player than Jakar like Jakar mm-hmm. is like very yeah. much so caught between being a big and a perimeter player but um you know if if he's shooting 30 percent from three uh it's a different decision you know like I think that's that's why Jakar's never been able to stick in the rotation because if if Jakar shot 35 or 36 percent from three like I think he would play eight minutes a game or eight eight or ten minutes a game right but he just doesn't have that in his bag, unfortunately. But I mean, yeah, this is we're we're belaboring the point, but this is the guy that the team's just really been missing, and it's been cool to see him yeah. really develop and grow. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add before we get out of here, Tom? Because I think unless you want to talk about every single made three by Anthony Simons, I think we're <laughs> gonna get out of here. Man, they were they were they were pretty. Yeah, for a guy, he's got such to, a nice shot. Life's a three. Um, it was like, God dang it. He didn't leave any doubt. He was making those, but yeah, I, I saw enough of those. I don't, I don't need to recap it. <laughs> yeah, me either. All right, Tom. Well, as always, it was a good time. Um, to everyone listening, of course, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow everything we're doing at Any Cornrows. We will be back with much more. I have a, I have a. You guys sent in a lot of questions, so I'll be doing a mailbag pod during the day tomorrow and uh, on locker room. So join me on there. Um, and yeah, I'll have that up probably the end of the day tomorrow or Thursday morning, but uh, it'll be a lot more exciting than talking about a 40 point blowout. So looking forward to that. Uh, actually, uh, well, obviously tonight, it was not 40 points that did not end in 40 points, but it, as far as I'm concerned, 40 point blowout because the Close stars enough. came out. So yeah. All right, Tom, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Have a good rest of your day guys.